0: around like bringing to management like the idea of the the apocryphal Steve Jobs sweater, right? The idea was that like he wore the same sweater or turtleneck or whatever it was all the time because he didn't want the mental overhead of picking out his wardrobe. I think the, the future of tech for managers could be something similar. Where it's like, I don't wanna have to keep a running mental list of did I do this thing that I said I would do for this person?
1: Welcome to UpTech Report. This is our Apply Tech series. UpTech Report is sponsored by Teraleap. Learn how to leverage the power of video at TerraLeap.io. Today, I'm excited to be joined by my guest, Adam Burke, who's based in California. He's the co-founder and CEO at Work Patterns. Welcome, Adam. Good to have you on. Hi. Yeah. Thanks so much. Now, Work Patterns, if I understand correctly, is a people management platform that really is focused on helping improve team communication and accountability. Um, Adam take me back, like, when did you actually start to care about how we manage people and wanted to build a platform? It wasn't, it wasn't with this venture suddenly, all right, I have it. It's, it's probably from your previous experience. Like, what were you seeing? What was the challenge you saw? You're like, I need to solve this.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the the challenge was was very much a problem I was struggling with uh, myself and probably still haven't fully solved to this day. Um, so it's always useful to be your your own best customer in a way. But yeah, my, my previous company um, was in the marketing technology space, so pretty pretty far afield. Um, it was a company called AdRoll, now it's called NextRoll. Um, you know, I was there from three people up to 700 employees. And 700. so, yeah, uh, and in yeah. global. And so, you know, saw um, and experienced a lot of different challenges, um, both for myself personally and for the organization as we went through those different phases and um, had to scale and had to evolve um, and, yeah, personally had, um, you know, struggles as I evolved from being sort of a, you know, Swiss army knife, producty-minded, uh, co-founder, entrepreneur type, um, who is more of an individual contributor, obviously, with, you know, just three or a handful of people. You don't have a lot of managers. Um, I've been a manager before but then, you know, becoming a manager again and then managing at scale and then becoming an executive where you're managing other managers, um, you know, each of those leaps has its own set of challenges and frankly, you know, by the end of that 10-year journey, you know, you're almost spending all of your time on how can we operate more effectively, you know, it's a bit trite but like how can I unblock the people on my team, you know, how can I help them uh, do their jobs better? Um, it truly is the nature of the job as a as a good executive. And my little like, you know, product insights are are no longer um, that helpful nor welcome <laughs> um, at the later later stages. You know, it's not like the early ones. Like, oh, how about we do this? How about we do that? Like, um, yeah. And so you know, it becomes all about how do you operate this machine of a company. Um, and we, you know, did that through um, policies and, uh, you know, people um, and cobbled together systems. Um, but there was nothing that just guided the day-to-day uh, thought process and work of a manager and their direct report. Um, there was stuff for like formal performance reviews or like quarterly goal setting, but all of that kind of fell flat in the organization to be honest like people on the front lines would tend to view those tools as a as a sideshow and you know i i I, and i think that was because the customer for those tools is an hr people team and so as someone who builds software and you know is building a a software product you're going to make product decisions based on who is paying your invoices And if your invoices are being paid by HR, you're gonna respond to their feature request first. And that just, you know, ultimately felt um, problematic in terms of um, if we were gonna really solve this problem of, you know, the product that I would have wanted to help guide my relationships day to day uh, and week to week with my managers and something that I could give to, I'm sorry, my direct reports, and something that I could give to my managers that would help them uh, implement a consistent system uh, with their direct reports, it needed to be built for them uh, as the primary user and customer. And so that's 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 kind of how we came to work patterns. That's kind of we, how we came to this business model, which is a bit different than other stuff in our space. And um, yeah, what we're focused on today.
1: So your your history and your story with with Admiral um, being in there. You said ten years. I think you said no. Yeah, twelve years, years. Twelve years. Twelve years. Uh, ten years. And, as, too, as a as a and as an advisor. So not a advisor there going from, from three people to 700, and I can only mention the number of successful entrepreneurs, go, that transition is not easy. How do you learn to lead people? I mean, that's the success of any organization yeah. is leading people. Um, and, and for those that want to learn more about uh, the journey, stick around for part two, where I, we're going to dig in more of, of Adam's fatter's journey. But HR tech, there's a lot out there. there there's a lot of technology for, for HR professionals, but you're trying to do it from a different approach, actually create a human resource platform. But not for the HR people, but... Is, yeah, like, I mean, I don't, I,
0: frankly, I don't think of ourselves as HR tech, you know, because, yeah, we don't sell to HR, you know, maybe, maybe one way to, you know, one little uh, way to think about it is like, you know, it, 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 an HR product that managers actually want to use, um, you know, that, that's the, 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 maybe, a, maybe a tagline for the website. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of HR tech is built to, like I said, check boxes for HR teams. Um, and uh, not designed with the, the frontline user in mind. And so we just kind of flip that model on its head. So we, we almost think of it more, we, a lot borrowing a lot more from like the productivity software space mm-hmm. um, with a people management orientation.
1: Interesting. Now your name itself, Work Patterns, obviously has a concept behind it, the purpose for it. Can, can you yeah. break that down?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it is the, uh, you know, the, the, the most important thing as a manager is to have a intentional system, um, a set of patterns, as you, as it were, uh, that uh, you guide uh, and operate by. It's sort of the pulse of your uh, operations. And we start at the, what we view as like the atomic unit of the operations of a company, which we see as the one-on-one between a manager and the direct report. It all kind of like, that is the that is like the most granular relationship within an organization and is often the starting point for other larger initiatives that um, uh, might end up being, you know, strategic priorities, larger cross-functional projects, et cetera. But almost everything starts as a conversation between a manager, and a direct report. And so that's, that's where we focus. That's our starting point. And basically, you know, to, just to put it in like the simplest terms, like we replace that like running Google Doc or like Word Doc that everyone has with their manager with a purpose-built tool that guides the one-on-one, the weekly one-on-one meeting. That's the starting point of work patterns. Um, so, you know, because we're purpose-built for that use case, we can add a lot of stuff that makes that experience much better. We have templates, we have recommended topics, that you should be discussing on a regular cadence. This, is, this was always the mental overhead of a manager. Have I given this person feedback recently? Have we had a career discussion in X amount of time? Um, how about that thing that we talked about last week that I said I would do for them? Did that get like buried in a Google Doc that I don't check in between meetings or did we actually capture an action item? That has an owner and a due date and a notification to remind me to actually do it, and then a way that we come back to the meeting to see what got done and what didn't get done. And so, you know, all of those things are built into the product, as well as integrating with other tools that people use. Um, You know, the number one thing people um, that we that we um, hear—I don't know about the number one thing—but a big problem that people have is just um, proliferation of tools and like what's going on in all of them. And so, bringing that information into the one-on-one meeting automatically is a key focus of ours. So is there something going on in JIRA that you should want to talk about? Is there something going on in um, Salesforce, an account that you want to talk about? So bringing that, having an easy way to help managers and the direct reports prepare for that one-on-one, have all the salient information in one place. And then if important stuff comes out of the one-on-one for it to find its way into the appropriate system as well with you know a simple button click. So yeah, if there is, I hope this should go into JIRA as a task. Great, um, but you probably don't want to put like an informal discussion topic into Jira. That's just not what it's for. So we're 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 kind of we be ourselves like uh, uh higher uh, uh, top of the stack of uh, of of uh, those types of ideas, a place to get things out of your head during the week as they come up and handle them uh, either asynchronously or during the one-on-one meeting.
1: So most likely a manager before using a service like yours, they're using a Google Doc, just a running Google Doc or Word Doc of let's just throw our ideas in here. That's most likely what they're using before a solution? Like 90% that. of the time, yeah. And
0: Or nothing, or paper.
1: Or nothing, or their heads like, well, what did we talk yeah. about last week? What should I talk about?
0: Yeah, yeah, or do you have anything? Do I have anything? Oh, I'm about to like, I'm running from one meeting to another. Have I done it? Who am I talking to next? Like, uh, like so yeah, we like to uh, try to automate a lot of that preparation work as well
1: automation is, is a wonderful thing. And the purpose for, for technology, right? Is to make our lives uh, simpler. Your approach with this is, I think, bottoms up. So you're actually like, any manager could just su- sign up for their immediate team with two people, three, one person, three people and start using this.
0: That's right. Yeah, free to, free to try. And yeah, from a business model perspective, we thought the more bottoms up approach better aligns us with our customers. Like I said, you know, I think the problem with a lot of these tools in the past is that they're, designed for a different customer, uh, they're designed for HR, and that's why they end up falling flat in the organization often and viewed as a sideshow. So we want to design, design for the end user and deliver enough value that a manager actually wants to buy it. Usually what ends up happening is like, you know, it, it, it cascades up and a director will pay for it or, you know, that kind of thing once it comes, you know, if we're adding enough value to that. But it's a free trial, similar to, you know, Flax model. You know, you can try it for free, use it for a smaller group, then as you add features, use it more robustly, that's our business model.
1: Got it. it taking a, a step back for a second, I'm trying to like getting my, in my head as a manager, I am a manager as well, mm-hmm. but in today's environment is most commonly everyone's hybrid or, 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 or remote. And so yeah, using technology now is just a, a normal course there, but there's yeah. people that probably are not used to this. They're not used to having to work remote yeah. and, we're gonna come back to sometimes in person, sometimes right. remote. I'm curious yeah, from your know. perspective, as as your 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 customers, as managers, what you've seen the conversations of. Um, how do you properly scale good remote work? Uh, what are the best practices look like? Do you have any perspectives that you've seen? Uh, and and are building in your own platform to, to to make sure good work happens and you're with yeah. your direct reports.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we started the company in 2018. So, you know, prior, you know, th- some of these uh, remote hybrid work, hybrid work wasn't even a wasn't even a, a word at that point. Um, but, you know, remote was certainly starting, it was it was sort of like one of those things that like, this makes a lot of sense. But how do we feel about people being anywhere? And if we can't see them, how will that work what about water cooler conversations and all, and all that, which, you know, we still are, you know, people still are concerned about today. And, we're figuring out on the fly. Um, you know, I would say, you know, just just from that point of view, you know, we were building the product and solving the problem regardless of the, the, the work arrangement. And frankly, the systems that people had in place when we were all working in the same place weren't good then either. You know, people didn't, you know, people had this Google Doc then and relied, uh, over relied on, Serendipitous encounters in the hallway, or oh, if something comes to mind, I'll just DM them, or, or or worse, maybe worse, depending on on people's preferences, drop by their desk, and like that's just a very disruptive style of management. And so, you know, in broad strokes, you know, again, it goes back to this notion of patterns, and that's what you know, name of the company, but like intentional patterns and a cadence by which you operate. So. People aren't, um, people People need focus time. And that's been one of the like great upsides of remote. There aren't as many distractions. People know, you know, people aren't getting uh, inundated with, or, you know, they're now the, the distractions have moved at least. But our goal is to minimize those and move people to a more asynchronous way of operating. And to do that and to unlock the benefits of remote and hybrid, you do need to be more intentional with your systems, And by that, I mean, Simple stuff like what is the cadence uh, how are decisions made? And what is the cadence for airing certain issues? Do I just scream about it on Slack or do I capture it somewhere and know that it will be addressed in a, in the context of a of a of a, of, a, of a of a of a set conversation? You know, for us, you know, we're very oriented around one on one but also other recurring group meetings. So having these like cadences and systems, um, are really helpful. You know, we we, we, we view it as like the the, the the restraints can unlock creativity and productivity in many ways. You know, it's like, um, yeah, I heard some uh, someone else kind of made the analogy around like jazz music, like to improvise and whatnot, you still need to know kind of like what key you're playing in and like all, all that kind of stuff. So you can push up against those boundaries and you know, that's where interesting stuff can happen. But you kind of need to have um, systems and restraints to operate within. That can then unlock flexibility um, in, in around that system. So you know, people people like predictability. People like to you know people to, to know what uh to know what is is a, is, a, is expected of them and when, and then they can operate within those 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 those, uh, those lines. Um, so you know that that we view that as like a good principle to live by. Whether no matter how you you you're going to end up operating. Um, so yeah, and when we can talk about like other specific things that we're, we're seeing, but like, frankly, it's, it's a laboratory right now. Like there, there, there is nobody who knows how this is all going to pan out and it's going to be really different for different size companies, different industries, different, you know, th- yeah, there's just so many variables at play here. So, you know, I think anybody who, um, purports to be like an expert in hybrid work, like no one is an expert in hybrid work yet. Like we, we barely started doing it. Um, so like, I, I won't pretend to be that, um, you know, I, and I think going into it with, a, with the overarching notion of like, it isn't going to work. We need to be more intentional than we used to be. We need to be a little bit more structured than we used to be. We need to document things and we need to have like a system that people understand. That's going to be a common thread across all of this to be successful with it.
1: As one who's managed people uh, you were actually then <laughs> leading a company that was 700 people. Um, can you even think of any times where you failed a lesson learned that, that for another manager, they could just get some insight from any stories are powerful. So any, any come to mind? I mean, constantly, uh, I, don't th- you know, again, I don't think, you know, again, and I
0: don't think, I don't think I've cracked this at all. Um, and you know, so I'm sort of always putting it up against a lens, uh, um, Uh, of like, am I really solving my own problem right now? Like, am I actually, is this actually helping me be a better manager? Um, You know, I think, you know, I'll I'll give a little hint on, you know, on a couple of the things that, uh, uh, that, you know, I've failed on and that we're still, that I I don't think we've like hit the mark on yet uh, as a product. Um, Like one of the most high value, but most, uh, but high difficulty, things to do as a manager is giving feedback, right? Like that's an uncomfortable, uh, it can be uncomfortable. Um, I mean, some people are uh, uncomfortably comfortable with it. Uh, But in general, you know, if you have empathy and, you know, giving direct and constructive feedback to someone um, can be nerve wracking. It can be easy to kick the can down the road and then stuff ends up blowing up down the line. And so, you know, I've been I've, I've fallen victim to this all sorts of times where it's like, oh, I'll just let that slide. I'll talk about it later. Um, it's not that big a deal. Um, as a manager, though, um, that's, re- that's, that's really problematic because it's not just you that's affecting. It's all of the, those person's teammates. Um, it's other people in the organization. And so those issues are rippling. And so, yeah, you've really got to take it on yourself to be giving regular feedback. And that's, you know, frankly, one of the problems that we're trying to solve as a company where we're trying to move away from these uh, bureaucratic and sporadic performance reviews that happen once a quarter or whatever the case may be, or, you know, maybe even twice a year um, where, you know, the, you can only remember what happened in the last week. And if you're giving them feedback on something they did two months ago, like what use is it? Is it then? And so, yeah, I mean, like I and trying to as a manager, um, and I'm trying to uh, uh, guide in our product um, is lighter weight. How do we take friction out of giving lightweight but consistent feedback? And um, yeah, not to tease it too much, but there have definitely been some breakthroughs in um, natural language processing and uh, AI copy generation that we think can be helpful in Giving suggestions for how to phrase certain pieces of feedback to managers because it's easier to edit something and uh, add your own context and tone than it is to start from a blank screen and a flashing cursor. So um, that's kind of the direction that we. That, what's that? It's
1: forthcoming. So it's it's soon. For,
0: to forthcoming. Be- this is the type of this is the type of stuff that we're trying to work on because again, going back to you know stuff I've struggled with, it, it is that. And if I could, you know help me out. Let me, let me give you a couple words that are coming to mind about this person and then give me something to, you know, that, that other great managers have put together that reflect those words. Let that me, that would me be powerful.
1: It, Cause what's funny is pops in my head. When I, earlier on, when I started business, my, and I started hiring people, um, my wife got me this book of like a hundred, 500 things you can say in awkward or difficult situations with your teammates or something. And it was like, you know, prompt and potential answer. And it was a a great resource. but I always forgot what the book was and I couldn't look it up. And I was like, dang, I I wish I had that. And honestly, that'd be powerful. It's like, all right, I got to give some feedback. What are some, oh, okay. This would be an interesting solution. Yeah. That's one way to say it. Um, right in, in your context. Wow. Exactly. So there,
0: there, um, there's a VC firm called Emergence Capital, which has talked about this notion of coaching network um, and that we're, that we're very interested in. And we think we fit into this thesis, if you will, where um, there are ways that like AI can work alongside humans to make humans more human, if that makes sense. Um, and so, you know, it, it, we, we, we view ourselves in that thesis around like, okay, given what we know about what's going on in this relationship, how can we guide the manager to do the right things to provide high value to the uh, direct report and, and vice versa?
1: I think that's a, a beautiful use case for technology. Is, is, yeah. is and I, I literally just finished another interview. Um, uh, the company is Loris. They do real-time coaching for customer support agents. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. They're giving Same idea. suggestions. But now for a manager to have that support, like what should I say in this situation based off of what they they're experiencing, Precisely. that could really takes a newer manager, someone who maybe uh, <laughs> not managed people before and they don't have a lot of formal training, this could be a great resource for them to 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 get better. That's such you a common that. story.
0: Yeah, that's such a common story too. Like that's what happens in organizations. And I think this this, this is a, there's a whole different branch we could go down around like, you know, organizational design and whatnot, which I'm, you know, I'm no expert necessarily, but, you know, I've, I've seen a few things and, you know, one common pattern again is often that, you know, high-performing individual contributors uh get promoted uh into management and the thing that they were great at it goes out the window yeah and so and 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 you know it's obvious when you say it but like you know it just happens all the time and it's not always acknowledged and those people are kind of moved into management and just like oh help this group of people do the thing that you're so great at well how you do that is, is an art and a skill. Um, and that, that needs to be honed and isn't necessarily the same as, as doing the thing itself. Very true in engineering management, very true in sales management, where like an engineering manager is, is different than being like a world-class developer themselves. Um, sometimes those things overlap, sometimes they don't. Um, yeah, I mean, same thing in, in, in sales. Uh, you know, it's the top, salespeople are not always the best like machine builders when it comes to building a sales organization.
1: On pivoting here for a moment of just the future of technology used used for managers or being able to equip and, and, and help managers do their job better. What comes to your mind of, of, where, where are we headed? What is possible? Like if you could wave a magic wand and have that technology in existence, and maybe it's on your roadmap, I don't know, but curious mm-hmm. of what comes to your mind.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I, like again, I think it comes back to this guiding principle of more intention- being more intentional and having structure. But that structure, the more the technology can take the thinking out of it, for the, I I, I have this bad analogy, you tell me if it's bad, I think it's ridiculous, but it sort of conveys the point around like bringing to management, like the idea of the the apocryphal Steve Jobs sweater, right? The idea was that like he wore the same sweater or turtleneck or whatever it was all the time because he didn't want the mental overhead of picking out his wardrobe. I think the the future of tech for managers could be something similar where it's like, I don't want to have to keep a running mental list of did I do this thing that I said I would do for this person? Let alone, am I doing the things uh, proactively for each person at the right cadence for where we are in their, you know, life cycle of me as their manager? Um, you know, am I doing the right thing early on with them? Am I doing the right thing after our relationship matures, you know, taking into account all of the, the research and the, and the, and, and whatever we know about organizational psychology leadership, um, all of these best practices and be giving them to the manager and guiding them more proactively so that, um, yeah, they don't have to be using all of these mental cycles to, to think, am I doing this? Am I doing that? Have I done this? Have I done that? Um, getting the appropriate like nudges at the right time to do those things. And ideally taking friction out of the uh, highest value activities, um, you know, making those habits, uh, you know, easy and, you know, all the atomic principles, <laughs> uh, atomic habits uh, uh, stuff um, around building new habits and, and things of that nature. So making, making great management
1: habits uh, more intuitive,
0: more obvious, and, yeah. and, and more more easy.
1: The Steve Jobs uh, sweater analogy. I can dig it. I can dig it so that we don't, to, we, we don't we don't have to think as, as, as hard. We can put our energy more towards uh, the vision of, of the team, of where we're headed, not just what are those regular cadence items that we need to do that makes keep things humming and, and frick less friction. Um, we could rely on a finite
0: pool of energy on any given day. And yeah, if you're, you know, spinning it up on, um, you know, one thing, you know, there, you're not spending it on another. And managers, manager, by the way, you know, like managers often maintain a lot of like, quote unquote, individual contributor work that they're responsible for. Um, that might be, Present putting together a presentation for a leadership meeting or something like that. They still need to get to that work. Meanwhile, you know, they're, they're needing to do all these other things for their team. And so, the more you can kind of like make that predictable, take the friction out of it, like let, let, let them put their energy to that presentation, to that IC work, to actually having the conversation uh, with their direct report um, versus some of this other uh, logistical uh, and administrative overhead and the kind of cadences. Um don't don't worry about that. That'll just kind of happen, um, or you'll at least be reminded. Um, you know I think I think we, we we can really help people out by doing that.
1: Well, for those that want to get some tech to help you uh, not have to worry or think as much about those repeatable items, go you can head over to work patterns. Dot com And it looks like you can try it for free uh, yeah. and be able to explore it. And for those that want to hear more though about Adam's journey as a founder, the second, third company, uh, stick around for part two, where we're going to dive more, deeper into that. So thanks again for your time. Adam, appreciate it being, hearing the story of work patterns. Yep. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of UpTech Report. Have you seen a company using AI machine learning or other technology to transform the way we live, work, and do business? Go to uptechreport.com and let us know.